Hi, this is Christy Lang. I play Marion on ABC's Once Upon a Time, and you're listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. Thanks for listening. Like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill, you are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chillin' podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrooke, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. I told you to listen <laughs> to the first thoughts for family business, didn't I? You did indeed. That was fantastic. Yes, it was. Thank you very much, Christy, for thank you, calling in. Thank you, thank you, Christy Lang, so much mm-hmm. for calling in and leaving that very, very cool yeah. podcast intro. Yes. And we love Christy and mm-hmm. her work, and we are fans of Marion, and we're trying to wait to see what happens. Yeah. But we know that she unfroze for just a minute and got on a call. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, please, listeners, thank Christy Lang yes. for that wonderful podcast ID and the, the intro that she recorded. That was so, so great. And I know that all the actors are so busy. Right. But we really, really appreciate it. So please thank her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Send lots of love. Lots of thanks. Right. Because Christy is not Marion. I mean, no. she plays Marion, right. but she is not Marion. She is a, an actress. Yes. And she's a very good one. Send lots of love to Christy. Yes. And uh, always be nice to the, just like Colleen said, they're just playing a character. Mm -hmm. So please do that. Okay, so this is First Thoughts for the episode entitled Family Business. Mm -hmm. This is episode number 251-251. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 251. So let's dive in to this episode oh bless you sorry that hurt too all right so we we opened and we got a glimpse of Belle and her family her mom and her mom that's the first time we've seen her mom well we saw her mom starting to go through the library and pulling out specific books yes which was interesting putting things in trunks Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. telling people to take them to the cart or the whatever they're going to use to escape. Mm -hmm. And this was during the Ogre's War. Right. We've heard about the Ogre's War. And the last time we saw Belle around that time was around the breaking of the Ogre's War. And and, and we'll see things that led up to, I believe it was Skin Deep, Mm -hmm. that episode. Exactly. And so that's what was fun, seeing the little glimpses, and then we know really what happens next. Right. Tonight. We already so, know what happens after this, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Belle's mother says something, and actually, it was a number of times mentioned tonight, the famous line, I will find her, because the yes. guards were very concerned. We don't know where Belle is, and she says, I will find her. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. that was... Uh, Which is a, a theme that has been running throughout this whole entire mm-hmm. series anyway. Charming to snow, snow yes. charming. It's it's been all over the place. So and said in a bad way. Absolutely, I, I will find you. <laughs> and also said in a wonderful way. I'll I will find. always find you. Yeah, right. I will find right. you. Right. We saw Maurice, which is actually interesting because that's a mirrored that's meaning right. True. for the phrase "I will find you." Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a threat or a nice promise. Absolutely. So we saw Maurice. We did. Again, yes, we and did. they early on in the episode, Belle's mother, we we assume died. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't see a body. Well, no, all saw we saw the, was her and Belle hiding under the table. Yes, and there were so many 
scary movies or, you know, movies like uh, Ransom, I think is one, if I remember correctly, Liam Neeson, where okay. his daughter hides in her bed and he tells her to hide under the bed. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a number of movies where somebody's, all, somebody's hiding under the bed because somebody's coming into the room to come after them, which is funny because you kind of want to say, dude, don't go into the bed. That's like the first place they look. Yeah. That's the first place bad guys always look is under the bed. In the room now, under the or table, the large table, right? Yeah. Because high, it's you know, it's almost so, too obvious. But anyway, the, they're hiding under the table, and then we see the table lift off, and then an ogre comes at them. Now that wasn't very scary, I know, but the ogre did it much scarier. Right. The, the two things I wanted to say is we've really come a long way with the CGI. Oh yeah, in this show. Because now we're creating full-blown characters. And I know we've seen before, yeah. but tonight I was just looking. I was going, that was really incredible. You know, yeah. the feet walking around and yeah. all that. But also just the entire castle, the the walls and the floor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that. The, the CG department of this show is really fantastic. Yeah. Especially this season. But yes. anyhow, that was pretty cool. And right, so we see the ogre screaming yes, and yes. You know, hollering in their faces, and then the next thing we see is Belle waking up, and you're like, "Oh, okay, so she just had a nightmare. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is a past. She's having a nightmare about the past." But then you realize, no, it's still that past. It's it's Belle in that moment waking up from a nightmare, and she doesn't remember what happened, and then uh, she she sees the casket when she runs into the right. room after her father explains, you know. You, you don't, don't remember? remember? Yeah. yeah. And then she kind of gets really very emotional, which is understandable because she doesn't remember. And mother's deaths and no memory of things, but it's also about not remembering mothers tonight. It's very scary. It was that whole, yeah, yeah There, there's a thread. And it reminded me, I'll just throw a little Star Wars connection in. That's what Luke mm. said. I have no memory of my mother. Right. And then Leia said, no, I remember her. She was so sad and this and that. So right. anyhow, but, uh, but yeah, so they were mourning right. Belle's mom. Right. And yet she didn't remember. No, no. Cause I mean, the last thing we saw was the ogre. So we're assuming the ogre got her. Right. Which you know, we don't find out what happens till later, but, um, but yeah, Belle doesn't remember. So then we see Rumpel, uh, Gold, naughty, naughty, putting the hat box in the famous safe. Naughty, naughty. So he took it out of that house, and we see the other knife in there. Thief. Yes. Liar. And then he put it in the sneak. Put it in. We well, had a good reason. I'm trying to give you Rumbell things. The, the rum bell folks well he had a good reason though it's really look 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 who, who, whoever <laughs> you love these days it's t- it's tough there's a lot of little well, sure. tough little things going on right well, now what you so. mean they're not perfect no <laughs> nope yeah i didn't think so so anyhow i still love rumpel even he, if he's being naughty naughty and sneaky so he's locking it up in the safe which i don't know how safe that is but that's where he's hiding it and the it was so interesting that Henry, when they had the discussion about well, it, because Bell said, in, yeah. yeah, look, we, we got to get Emma over it. Emma you needs you right, right now. now. And then I think, oh, okay, so it's Emma. And then I see Snow. And then I see yeah, Regina. And yeah. then it pans back. And then it's Hook and David and Henry and who else? There were a couple of other people. She could have had another fireside chat, really, <laughs> she if, if she just would have called the Seven Dwarves. You know what? We were missing. We were missing Archie, Archie and Seven Robin. Dwarves. Archie and Robin. Miss Ginger, get sure. her in there. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Yeah, Robin and the Merry Men. Yeah, yeah. We we're missing a number <laughs> Even though of people. we might have seen more than just Little John tonight, because I, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I was kind of looking around. I didn't see anyway. So back to back to what we were talking about. Yes. Yeah, so so Henry, it, the light goes on in his brain. I'll bet you she's hiding her stuff in that ice cream truck. Well, what is going on is that we're seeing the tape, and Snow is like, "Wait, what? Mm-hmm. What's going on here?" So like, she was your foster mother, and you know everyone's trying to figure out what she wants with Emma. 
the, that was the, the big thing. What does she want with Emma? Because we all realize, okay, she clearly wants something from Emma. And then they all decide to go off and hunt for her. Right. And, of course, Rumpel, after Henry says, okay, the ice cream truck. Right? Right. And I love that they're like, wait, how do you know about this? He's like, I'm a kid. I notice these things. Hello. Right. <laughs> Which I thought was classically funny. Um, and then they all decide they're going to go off in pairs and groups to hunt for, you know, Snow Queen. And Rumpel goes, uh, yeah, you know, I like to work alone. I work better alone. Really? Yeah. Really sneaky sneak. Well, hmm. and that, they should know better than to trust him right now. Oh, well. They should. But even Charming kind of went, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> There's really exactly. no use in arguing with you at this point. Exactly. Sure. But I think one thing I did want to mention was that Snow, for the first time, is really getting a glimpse at Emma's past as well. Yeah. And so yeah. we... And you know that had to be a little bit difficult for her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love the fact that she was like, oh my gosh, she would have been what? How old? She's like 13, 14, which mm-hmm. is true. And so this is Snow getting a chance to see her teenage daughter when she missed out. So yeah, good point. She yeah. she was seeing this from a slightly different perspective. She wasn't so much concerned about the Snow Queen at this point. She was more concerned about seeing you know what Emma was like when she was younger. You know, and I don't know that some some aren't in, in let me try that again some aren't as interested in hook as i think we are but i think it's interesting that hook wants to learn more about emma's past mm-hmm. and i think that's important when you have a relationship or even a friendship with someone you're interested in them sure you want to know what where did you live where did you come from what right well what what did you like? You know, just those kind of things. And and so it's not, it's not necessarily a plot device, but also I think it is nice to fill in certain gaps, you know, whether it's a year missing and memories erased or whatever. It is interesting that a mom now who, who gave her child up for whatever reason, you can call it adoption. You can call it, the curse or, or whatever mm-hmm. is that now she's finding out things and also hook as well. You know, I think I know I'm jumping ahead, but just let me say this. I mean, hook saying things like a hurt in the past when you're a child tends to linger. Right. And so he is really interested in Emma. And I, I know there's been a lot of things said and, and different things, but I really appreciate the fact that he's interested in her past and just kind of being caring about her. Well, so, when you think about anyway. it, these folks are all way older than Emma is. Right. Except for Henry, of course. And they have experience. They have wisdom on their side. And he understands Hook specifically. I mean, I'm sure they all do. But Hook, in this instance, understands that by learning about her past, he will understand and know her better than she probably knows herself. Because right. he's watched enough human nature to understand how people behave and how they react to certain things. So that's why I think he, he's wanting to learn about her past. Because he can't ask anybody. No, no. one no. no one is no. knowing. And so uh-uh. this is really right. interesting it's to him, weird. I think. Okay. So Let's... anyway, back to this. So Elsa and Belle decide to go to the library. They're off to the library. And then we see the flashback of Belle and her father. And he doesn't want her to remember. He's trying to convince her it's probably best that you don't remember this. And she knows that she can, she, through her reading, which she did a lot of reading in this episode, yeah. which is, you know, that's typical Belle. She just says, you know, through my reading, I've discovered that there are creatures that can restore memories. So she knows that she's got to go take care of that. I, I just want to interject this really fast. When was the last time that you were aware of someone who willingly wanted to? forget there's actually been a number of times are you talking about in the show yes rumple oh, well, for snow, sure snow wanted to forget so so let's let's focus on snow for a minute it just because that that's the one thing that i really even with i know i'm jumping around but we'll we'll get back on the train and on it's hold bell sometimes those things that you remember are painful be careful. Sometimes it's best to not be aware of right. things right. and not remember. That's what her father told her, too. Right. And, you know, Snow had that potion in season one and said, just 
not having charming and not having as I, I, it's too painful. And I want to drink this forgetting potion. I remember, you know, dreamy at that time yeah. said, no, don't do that. I, there's a lot of painful things in my life. I need my pain. Right. And so it makes me who I am. Right. And so it, it's that kind of question of if you could forget things in your past, would you, does it make you who you are? Going through that and remembering that is it are these little markers in your life of don't do that again or whatever. It's just it's one thing I was thinking about because Bell was running to the rock trolls to remember. Right. And Anna's like, sometimes it's best to not. Right. I, but that so. that's easier said when you right. have the foresight of knowing something you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you have the answers and can say to someone, no, trust me, you don't need to know about this because you know how painful or how awful it will be if they find it out. I mean, it's it's a very difficult thing when somebody has a secret or somebody doesn't recall something tragic, you know, death of a parent, especially in a, a very tragic circumstance or a difficult circumstance, is very painful. Right. And it can it can lead to a whole host of emotions that are tough to work through. So I think that it's a heck of a lot easier to say, because I can see, because I already know what's going to happen, you know, at the end of the story here, it's a little painful. You may not want to watch this. You may not, uh, not watch this. You may not want to find this out. You may want to just like leave that, you know. Right. But again, people struggle with, but if I don't know, how can I have closure? Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough road to hoe. Let me tell you. And so the rock trolls take care of those little potions that show up at the end of the season. Oh, here, give this to Sneezy. Maybe. And he'll get all his memories yeah, back. Maybe. You know what I mean? So yeah. what would it tie in with the whole Frozen storyline? It's like sure. now we have rock trolls to do that. So anyway. Yeah, we just, do. Yeah. So anywho, um, she's, Belle's going to head off that way. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to Elsa and Belle. And Belsa doesn't, Belsa. Wow. <laughs> You've created another ship. Congratulations. No, no. Well, they are friends, so it is technically a, <laughs> okay. a Belsa friendship. Right. friendship. But anyway, uh, Belle and Elsa are talking, and Belle doesn't know Anna. She's, you know, she doesn't know anything about Arendelle or Anna, and so she's trying to, like, explain that to Elsa. And so it, it's kind of, you kind of almost don't believe her. Mm-hmm. Because, as we know, we had just seen she's ready to head off to Arendelle because she opened up the map and it said Arendelle on it. Right. The The, the one question I did have is that uh, Maurice just really came unglued and said magic always comes with a price. Right. I'm wondering if he has had dealings with Rumpelstiltskin before. Oh, I'm He betting. seemed very uneasy because yeah. she brought up the name later on. I and know he, I'm jumping around, but it's yes, just... Yes, you are. But he was very concerned about that. Right. So. Right. Well, my money is on he has had dealings with him in the past. Or at least he is aware of Rumpelstiltskin's reputation. Yep. So that, I mean, whether he had dealings, anyway. Um, Let's see. Next thing we see is Anna comes home and Elsa introduces her to their Aunt Ingrid. Yes. And interestingly enough... I looked it up because I thought it was interesting. The name Ingrid means beloved or beautiful. And if you actually look at her, and I totally didn't even think about this, but her name that she was using in Storybrooke, Sarah, means princess or noblewoman. Hmm. So that should have been a little bit of a clue to everybody if they knew what the meaning of the word Sarah was. The name Sarah. The aunt also mentioned that our gift runs in the family yes she did sort of like the force but in this case right. it's the she showed frozen El- she showed anna mm-hmm. exactly what elsa had been doing when anna walked in what if anna is magical too maybe so maybe just, maybe she's like emma and like maybe she doesn't know is and doesn't know right all right, so you know the original question is: Is the Snow Queen really their aunt? Well, that's, and that was yeah, that's what Anna so. asked Kristoff because she has this conversation. She you know leaves the you know her aunt and 
Elsa and she runs to Kristoff and she, you know, she and Kristoff and Sven are in there in the barn talking and she's like, I don't trust her. She's very, very suspicious. I mean, is she really her aunt? Is she, you know, so she decides she's going to go check with the trolls yeah. because they can help her figure that out. And he, it's really cute because, uh, Kristoff says, Oh, shall I pack you some supplies for your journey? And she's like, no, I'll stop in at Wandering Oaken's. Yay, Wandering Oaken's. Yeah. I love Wandering Oaken. He was there. I love him. And He's he fantastic. mentioned the sauna. And, he, and he, once he figured out. You're jumping out, ahead. I know. Stop. Well. So we're talking about Wandering Oaken. He He's mentioned. Yay. All right. And then. The camera pans out, and oh, lo and behold, Snow Queen overheard the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not a good thing. You got to watch who you talk about. You can't just talk about things in the open. Anna, you know Anna has trouble keeping yeah. quiet and keeping secrets. A little bit, little she tiny bit. Time. But her intentions are good. Yeah. Okay, so then the the crew, which is you know, Hook, David. Emma, Robin, Regina. Right. They all find the ice cream truck. Right? Right. And Regina is rather cold towards Robin. Well. Fitting very nicely with the theme of Frozen. The ice cream truck was found near the Merry Men. Yes, it was. I noticed that the little camouflage oh yeah of very little branches on top and like stuck here and there around it wasn't really what i'm hoping that the snow queen kind of made it invisible to some that's where i'm hoping my guess is she well she had just been there before they showed up right so my guess is she dropped it there you know what i mean she made it appear because that's where they all kind of were converging i don't think it was there the whole time she purposely did this. She wanted Emma to find that information. Sure. The truck Absolutely. and what's yeah, inside, yeah, yeah. which is, again, yeah. Emma's the one who figured out, oh, hey, it's been cleaned out. Except for why would you lock up the Rocky Road, unless, or lock up the ice cream freezer unless you think someone's going to steal your Rocky Road? Well, then Captain Guy Liner <laughs> used his hook to break that lock, and I was very impressed. See, the hook is the best thing. I was very impressed. I loved that he had his hand a couple of episodes ago. I really wish he'd kept it. I really wish he could get it back, which we all know that's not going to happen now unless some magical thing happens. But to change Rumpel's mind anyway. But I love the fact that the hook came in handy, and he breaks the lock real easy. And lo and behold, what's inside? Oh, gee, the file on Emma. Yeah. Which, again, rather convenient. Which, of course, we know is a plant because the Snow Queen wanted her to find it. But it was real convenient and interesting that it's the whole history of her being her foster mother after they had just all spent this time watching the video. Right? Mm -hmm. So, again, should have been a little bit of a clue to somebody that, hey, this is a little bit too coincidental. True. So, anyway. um, The next thing we see, Belle and Elsa... Bella, or Elsa is kind of like getting right worried. anxious, worried. Yeah, so she's having a little bit of a flurry problem, and so Belle tells her, you know, look, I know I need to go do something, but I will help you keep looking. But I got to go take care of something. Well, they also mention that the Bo Peep staff, right? Because right. Elsa was saying, no, 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 look. I don't know where she is, and da, 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 and Bell said, "Listen, but you know she's alive. You know she's alive. We heard her heartbeat with Bo Peep's staff. Even though it works so good in the Enchanted Forest, we just hear a heartbeat, but it is beating. Mm-hmm. I wish they use it again, but I guess, I guess we for won't what purpose? See it again. All we hear is another heartbeat. I don't know. We wouldn't, I don't think we'd see anything. Maybe it's new. a GPS. And, yeah, not and so it, much. It gets louder or something mm-hmm. softer. Maybe. Anyhow, so." Right. And then, of course, Elsa's like, wait a minute, how do you know? And she's like, oh, uh, no, I, I'm, I mean, I feel like I know her, you know, blah, blah, blah. So the, there's little clues that Belle does know who Anna is that she's kind of letting slip accidentally. Now, this is the one thing I, I want to say is that all the heat that even we brought on Rumple and Gold for... 
holding secrets back and not yep. saying anything yep. is now we find, and I knew it was somewhere coming, that Belle had secrets too. Yes, she and did. Maybe not to the extent of right. gold, but right. still... Yeah. So what is what is what is at this point in time? I had no idea, but I had a clue. I had an idea that Bell was going to go get Rumple and demand that he help. Because, and that's what we've been kind of waiting for. Because she's been awfully quiet. You know, she'll stand right. there and say two words, or just stand there and nod, and just stand there. And right. now she's now she's really called into right. this adventure. Right. And so, so we see the flashback of her at Wandering Oakens. Having a conversation with him, which I think was awesome. And by the way, the guy they got to play him, I'm almost certain that they got the guy who voiced well him in the Frozen movie. If not to actually do the lines, you know, do voiceover right. and have the guy kind of lip sync it, that was, it was spot on. If it wasn't the same guy, that the one they got to play, Wandering Oaken, spot on. Anyway, well, so I'll let you, I'll, I'll look that up. Okay, you should do that, but it's you're not going to find it right now. I can tell you, you're not going to find it right now. Anywho, all right, it's not posted. I'm sure it's not posted anywhere. Um, bottom line is they got it. They did a really good job with Oaken. Yes, they did. It was a it was a spot on impression, spot on everything. It was really good. It was really funny. And. Anna introduced herself as the correct name. Yes, she did. Well, she's an Arendelle. Everybody no Joan. Knows her. Right. No secrets. Just right. My name uh, is Anna. Right. That was later. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next, we're back at the truck again, and Regina is wandering away, and Robin's trying to talk to her, and he's like, "You're avoiding me," and she says, "No, yes, kind of, I am." And he, she Who- finally has to confess to him that she has done. Everything she can. She has pulled every little bag of trick out of her hat and then some. She is not sure she's going to be able to do it. And she ultimately, with a very heavy heart, tells him he needs to forget her and try to figure out a way to fall back in love with his wife. That was gut-wrenching. Yeah, I uh, I did have a chance to take a look down at Twitter and the outlaw queen folks were just heartbroken and, of course they were you know, seriously well, understandably so. so because this we He's knew we knew that regina was going to make a big step and i think this was the big step at least at this point because there's always there's always two sides to the coin there's the right thing to somebody and then the right thing to somebody else and you know regina said you just have to forget about me and fall in love with your wife again and you know again depending on who you talk to that's the right thing to do but Mm -hmm. other people it's like again it's that david catherine mary margaret thing in season one so yes very anyhow but um, it was still very heart wrenching because, you know, I mean, we all, well, most some, of us, yes, a good number of us really want Regina to be happy and we believe that she would be happiest with Robin because it's very clear that that's where she'd be the happiest. And the fact that she's making this huge sacrifice, which was, again, another theme throughout the show, this right, episode right. is making a sacrifice to save somebody else or yeah. to do something good for somebody else. We see that mirrored in Regina and Robin. So, a lot of mirroring. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Rumple goes to the Snow Queen and pretty much tries to kind of play her up by warning her that Emma knows. And he, she's like, what are you? Are you an idiot? Uh, yeah, of course she knows because I wanted her to find that stuff. So that whole like... Leverage, right? You don't have it anymore, right? And he's like, and she goes, and you're warning me. Uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm warning you. Stay out of my way. Dun dun dun. Right. Well, yeah, I I do love the smart antagonist that leaves these things to be found. So, oh yeah, I think that was good. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was just, yeah, the whole the whole thing. I love that Rumples, you know, basically, you're going to be in trouble, which means you're going to be coming to me sooner than you think. He didn't say that, but we all know that's what he meant. And then she's like, yeah, bite me. It's not going to happen. Yep. <laughs> so let's what? move forward. All right. <laughs> so then we have Belle frantically searching yeah. for warm clothing and boots, which, by the way, looked a lot like the boots that Anna wore in frozen mm-hmm. and the pickaxe well and, yeah yeah and then she says don't worry anna I, i'll find I, you. I will find you yeah yep and at that point in time because i didn't know i said is she lying about knowing her or where she is yes big fat lie well <gasps> yeah bell yeah i expect this a rumple right but wow they really are a perfect match yeah <laughs> mean right yeah (sighs) anyway so bell and anna they are wandering away because anna's actually happy to tell her take her to the trolls because she's going to meet them herself and so they're talking about the fact that they rock not rock trolls not bridge toll bridge ones yeah which i thought was also very funny because one because oaken was like oh yeah no the Trolls are bad. Yeah, they're the the those ones aren't bad. <laughs> um, you want to go to the sauna? You get fifty percent off of being Anna's friend. Yeah. It was funny, um, but anyway, they're walking along and they talk about they how they both lost their mother. So it's a bonding moment. We talked. I think we talked a little bit about this where when you have something you can relate to with somebody, you form a strong bond with them because you feel like you understand they understand where you're coming from and vice versa. Correct. And also, I wrote down, pain brings people together. Yes, it does. When you're hurting, some people pull away. Right. And pull to themselves. Right. But other times, or other people, pain brings them together. And they reach out. And then they find, then they find the similar type of situation. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, they have all kinds of groups for all kinds of different painful things. So Yeah. Yep. Well, and this is where Anna tells Belle, you know, sometimes the answers you're looking for are not what you want them to be. Yep. So it's sometimes better to not um, looking for them. Then Anna somehow drops the bag and the hat box, which I'm calling it because it's kind of fun to call it a hat box. Well, that's a fun Disney thing, too. It so. is. The hat box. The hat box. So many ties with Disney. But anyway, yeah. the hat box falls out and Belle asks about it. And so Anna explains that it was stolen from a very powerful sorcerer, but she won't say who. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, Evil and, sorcerer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she hopes she never has any dealings with him, with that, <laughs> which is very funny because we all know who she's talking about. And with we're that like, twisted man again. Yeah. 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 Well, we're all sitting there going, oh, yeah, Anna, sweetie, yeah. she's his wife. She eventually becomes his wife. It's kind of funny. But anyway, so then the next thing uh, the whole Rumpel and Belle scene. All I can say about that is Belle has a little bit of a dark side there. She has a little well, bit of a dark side. And did you notice that Gold was really taking the lower position of, now, Belle, I gave that to you in good faith, oh. and I trusted you that you wouldn't want to control me. Exactly. And now... And she you know. even said, I know, and I'm really sorry, but if you aren't going to go willingly, then I don't have any other choice. Which I thought was interesting, because at that point in time, if he really didn't want her to think that it was a fake dagger, all he had to do was say, then you know what? I'm not going to make you make that choice. I'll go with you. Yeah, true. That's true. what he should have said, but... There were a couple of positions that Gold was put in tonight yeah. that really made him either have to admit... Mm-hmm. His lie, yeah, or he had to go along with it, even if it was real or not, right? Which I thought was really fascinating. There was yeah. a couple of times, and this yeah. was one of them, yeah. yeah, yeah. The the web, uh, the web of lies is pretty tangled. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, what a tangled web we weave! And first, we practice to deceive. That's right, <sighs> anyway. Billy Shakespeare. I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, Emma is reading the file in the Snow Queen. And she realizes that she was her foster mother for six months, but remembers absolutely none of it. So she knows she'd taken her memories. And then she, and then she and Hook are still talking and stuff. Hook, 
are still talking, not but, Hooker. But why? Wow. But <laughs> why? Why did she erase her memories? I mean, that's one well, of that's those burning point. questions burning on question. the list. Exactly. Yeah. So then Hook said, shows her the scroll. They open it up, and it's some crazy language they don't understand. Like on a Led Zeppelin album or something. It's rune, runic language, right. as we are confirmed later. Um, so they found the little scroll. And then Rumple and Belle, again, were having that, com- that conversation. And she's explaining to him, she's after the hat. She's convinced the Snow Queen has the hat, which she would because she had taken Belle, or uh, Anna. And she knows this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. But we don't know this at this point. True. She's after the hat. Okay. That's what she tells Rumpel. I know, I know. <laughs> and by the way, did you notice? At this point in time, we see her scarf, and it had little daggers and swords on it. I, I did not I totally notice noticed that. that. It was very funny. I, it was I very did cute. Write, was white <clears throat> scarf with little black outline cartoonish drawings of swords and daggers. I did write, uh, OMG, Bella's unwittingly making gold tell her about the hat. Brilliant. Yeah. Because, Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was like backpedaling. No, no, no. It sounds too good to be true. And it probably is. And (laughs) let's just go back to the shot. Come on. Let's, you know. She's like, no. Judge Judy's on. Let's get out of here. I'm doing it. So you stay. You you stand guard. She didn't say stay here. She said you stand guard. And tell me. And tell me if the Snow Queen is coming. Yeah. And he used that against her later. Uh. Right. Anyway. So let me see Belle and... Elsa, Anna. Right. Wow, dude, I'm like mixing up names like crazy tonight. That, the extra hour thing. I know. Belle and Anna talking with Grandpoppy. Right. So he explains to Belle that he can help her, and he pulls her memories, and he puts them in a little rock, and then he like gives it back to her and says, put this in a tea, boil it in the tea. What do they remind you of? Um, well, it reminded me of the movie. Frozen, where he no. took the memories out, well, yeah, him, but, yeah, and but then inserted the there's one a story because the crystal, the whole crystal thing is the other part of it is the trolls have crystals and stuff like that. Yeah, but anyway, but, what but, other story? Uh, I can't think of the other the story. stone soup. Oh, yeah, I would not the have people gone there. came into the town and said, I can make a soup with with the stone and hot water. So, you put the stone in there, and the water's boiling. It's like, is this all? Well, I need some garnish. Do you have any carrots? And then he went around and everyone brought all the garnish. And in the end, it was like this great soup. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with the stone. Right. It was everyone else put in their little stuff and right. it made a great soup. Yeah. No stone soup. Okay. Yeah. I so didn't go there with that. Yeah. I love that story, but I, yeah. I didn't go there with that. So. Okay. Anywho, then Anna needs to talk to Grandpappy alone. So she finds out from Grandpappy that Ingrid is her aunt. She does have another one that she doesn't know about, and then her mother. So he said there were three sisters, Gerda, the youngest, who is their mother, Helga, and Ingrid, right? right. So Instead of Hannah and her sisters, right. Helga and her sisters. <laughs> Helga and Ingrid disappeared without a trace, and then to kind of protect everything. But But why? I, I, I didn't, we don't know, and that's and that's another one of those we don't know. burning questions. Exactly. Why did they disappear? We don't Where know. did they go? I know. I just I, I that's what we're trying to say. So then we have um, Grandpappy admitting that he erased the memories of everybody in Arendelle, not just Anna and Elsa, everybody. And then um, Ingrid is the only one who could help with the answers. Now. I looked up the meanings of the names because I'm fascinated by that. And what does it, what do they mean? There's a couple things. Um, Helga means holy or blessed. So Helga is a mystery right now. I'm betting Helga may or may not show up at some point in time. Possibly. We'll see. Just we'll see. Then we have Gerda. There's two things about Gerda. First, her name means guardian, peace, or fertility. And there's a Scandinavian myth that Gerda is the wife of Fry, the god of peace and fertility. So Gerda, I mean, peace and fertility, that would mean, if that's the case, then maybe Anna and Elsa's dad's name is Fry. But anyway, 
the other thing with this is that Gerda also happens to be the name of the main one of the main characters in the original Hans Christian Andersen Snow Queen fairy tale. So very interesting. Tonight's episode is following the original fairy tale much more closely than it's following Frozen, yep. despite what it looks like. Because, I mean, they're pulling all kinds of Frozen references left and right. But it is following the original Snow Queen fairy tale. So if you don't know that story, highly recommend. Go read it. Yep. It's very interesting. Okay. So then as soon as Grandpa B finishes the story, Anna and Belle are back on their way to warn Elsa. And a storm comes up. Yep. And Anna knows that it is her aunt, not wanting her to tell Elsa. Yep. They, Belle and Anna on the cliff. Anna loses her footing. And she goes over the side. Yep. Because Belle was so focused on trying to save the rock so she could remember what happened to her mother. Did that remind you of anything? Let it go, Indiana. Yes. That was pretty very, good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Very much reminded me of Last Crusade. Yep. Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Great movie. Love sure. that movie. Very much. But the the gem stone shattered. Yeah, it did. So now she has no way... To remember. To get her memories back. No. Absolutely no way. All right. Yep. So, we're now in the Snow Queen's lair, and Belle is kind of wandering around, and she hears the... Well, the Snow Queen took the hat box, so that's kind of important. And then she disappeared. She right. She oh, that's right. Anna before before we get to that point, you're right. At the bottom of the cliff, yeah. she's she's got Anna, and she says... Belle screams down, leave her alone. And she says, this is family business. Yeah. Mind your own, you know, stay out of it. And then she whisks them away. So that's probably the leverage. Perhaps. That she, I think she maybe she thought she had. Right. Was the box. But somehow. Correct. But does she even know what that box is? Well, I think so. We don't know that she knows. She, we okay. just know. I mean, she might have found out from Anna at some point in time, but yeah. we, do we know that she knows beforehand? We, I don't recall don't, I that don't she know. knows that. Okay, so you were talking about Belle in the mirror. Yeah, she's uh, in the ice What the did ice that cave. remind you of? Well, it reminded me actually of Regina looking in her... Um, Regina looks and talks in her mirror all the time. Right. I mean, it, actually... It, it reminded me of season three with the vision bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Liar fake bell. Right. So that's what it reminded me of. Little Miss Faux Bell. Yep. Yeah. The. She see Well, she hears the voice. And at first I thought it was going to be a reflection, um, you know, like a vision of her mother, kind of like the fake, yeah, yeah. fake Anna last right. week. But then it's the mirror. And so then she pulls the sheet down and sees herself. And it is, uh, it's a horrible mirror. Right. It's a very nasty mirror. It tells her the most horrid, awful, bad things. Th- that actually kind of reminded me of a Peter Pan, a play from the Peter Pan oh, playbook. Yeah, a like, little bit. Something like that. Because he was always really digging into people's psyche. and Oh, yeah. You know, people don't care about you. Playing or, upon their worst right, fears right. or their worst Feelings about themselves, yeah. the biggest lies they tell themselves, and the mirror does the same thing. And so the mirror image told Belle yeah. that you reach for that rock. You didn't yeah. care about Anna. No, if you cared about her, you wouldn't have done that. So now you've ruined someone's life. And again, we're hearing that again. Right, right. From a different character. but Right. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still it's a very, very powerful theme. Right. And it just tells her the most horrible things. And uh, why would Rumpel marry you? He didn't do it for love. He did yep. it to manipulate you because he, you're weak. I mean, just really mm-hmm. nasty, horrible things. And um, Belle's just kind of freaking out a little bit. And then Rumpel rushes in because he hears the Snow Queen coming. We, we believe. We think. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> he may have heard her, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so then Belle is totally like entranced by this mirror and Rumpel's trying to, you know, 
get her out of there and she's fighting against him and she slashes him. Yeah. You know, before he whisks them away. I mean, it was, it was a pretty intense scene. She, you know, he whisks them away to his shop and then he finally like breaks her out of the spell. And then she confesses that she was holding a secret, that she did know Anna and that she's the reason she disappeared. And then she makes Rumple feel really, really bad. I'm sorry I kept a secret from you because I know you would never keep one from me. And he closes his eyes and I'm like, going, yes, feel that guilt. You should feel that guilt. You were awful to lie to her to be at the beginning. Yeah, Bell is, uh, Bell is vocalizing what Rumpel should be saying. Right, exactly. And I, I did want to touch on this really fast. Is that before the whole mirror thing reminded me of the Lion King when Scar mm. basically turned around what happened to oh, make yeah. um, Simba. Simba feel awful. About and basically blaming, blaming him for his father's, father's death. death. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. But that's, again, it's, yeah, it's a, that's a powerful thing. Yeah. And it is, it is a crazy thing because when we sometimes look in the mirror, if we really do have those conversations with ourselves, sometimes we do tell ourselves some really awful things. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I don't want to turn into this uh, Oprah or Dr. Phil moment. No, but I mean, but, you know, there, a, there's these certain very... voices that you should not listen to. About yourself. I mean, every day is a new day. You can make a change. You can um, make a difference. And so, yeah. There I mean, are so many yeah. lies we tell ourselves in the mirror. Yeah. And that, that whole segment reflects mirrors, yeah. real life. And a mirror image is the opposite of you. And it's not really you. I mean, if you... You put a book up. It's the uh, you can't read anyway. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's very. Yeah, it's not a very pretty thing. Um, so then, <laughs> the Snow Queen and Rumple back in her little ice cave, and he warns her that right. Emma knows, and he also threatens her with the hat. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you lost your leverage. Because I don't think you want to become another embroidery in this mm-hmm. hat. So it sounds to me like once that person with magic is captured in the hat, they're in the hat. They're sewn into the yeah. fabric of the hat. That's, yeah. And the power and the person. Exactly. So. so it's pretty much the ending. So is that a foreshadowing of what's going to happen to the Ice Queen? I, possibly. Possibly. Who knows? Is that a, yeah. Uh premonition prophecy unless she says she's really 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 sorry just kind of like yeah, Belle did with the dagger so i know i'm doing this that i he said, wants her power but i'm really really sorry he wants her power <laughs> i know he wants her power uh so then we see the snow queen and anna in the cell although did i miss well, some scenes yeah you we did find out for sure and you mentioned this already that Belle's mother sacrificed herself for right Belle. right and she did, you know, again, it's one of those tough things. It's like, but she's dead, but right. she sacrificed herself for Bell. She did for Bell to survive. She did. And then that's what in turn makes Bell want to make the sacrifice so she can be right. a hero like her mother. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar to how Snow wanted to be the good person that she was, she is yeah. for her mother because that's what her mother wanted for her. Yeah. So interesting how she's kind of trying to follow in her mother's footsteps. And it's interesting that Emma really wrestles with that whole hero identity thing. You know, she just, she wrestles with it. She does so. indeed. She doesn't need it. We do see, uh, I do recall, and again, I, by this time I was so like, um, I really enjoyed this episode a lot, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the end there, I know there was a point where, and maybe it was earlier that Elsa was saying how she had learned how to control her magic a little mm-hmm. more because she was working with her. I think that was earlier. Yeah. I'm all messed up. So do we then see, that's when we see the Snow Queen talking to Anna and right. waking the, her up in the cell. In the cell. Jail. She and it was a different jailed. jail cell. I, I don't believe we've seen that jail cell before. It's not the jail cell we've seen Dreamy in and Snow in and, right. and all that. So. And I, at first, I wasn't sure if that was in this present time or a flashback? I couldn't tell. But I will say this totally random, just out of the out of the blue here, 
and the only reason I say this is because I, I just wasn't sure the gown that she was wearing when she first met Anna gorgeous, mm. not the same one she's wearing right now, but absolutely stunning. And then now she's wearing the one we're used to seeing her in. And so that's why I'm like, I'm not sure. Oh, and by the way, speaking of outfits, Belle's outfit, when she was with Anna going to see Grand Poppy, the cut of her dress looked like snowflake mm. edges. She was wearing yeah. boots and right. uh, and it was a zigzaggy. It was a serrated yeah. edge. A zigzag pattern, but anyway. Yeah, the Snow Queen's outfit reminded me of um, David Bowie. Right around the Ziggy Sardust and the spiders from Mars and all that. Maybe, maybe there's some with the with the uh, the collar up, the collar up, well, and maybe, all that. Maybe there was and some the influence. Yeah. Well, they're huge rock stars. Oh yeah, or rock fans. Oh yeah, Adam and Eddie. And, so. well, and I'm sure Eduardo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being of that era, he would he would know. So, anywho. But we're back at uh, we're Snow back Queen's at, just crazy. Oh, she she's she is Snow Queen crazy, crazy kooky crazy. Just the just the whole conversation is well. If you you know again, it reminds me of the Emperor in Star Wars. If you won't turn, mm-hmm. or like Vader said, if you won't turn, then perhaps he already had maybe your sister will. And it was just that whole, there's always a plan B around right. somewhere. So, have so to the snow queen you. says, yeah, I got to replace you and I've already got an idea. And then that's when the end of the episode has that reveal it has the reveal. But, yeah. but, but what I was curious to know is what is the motivation behind having the family? She never had. So we, what, the heart of this is going to be: Why did she and Helga disappear? What right. made them right. disappear? Yeah. So we got to figure what that is. Um, we have uh, Elsa, Emma, and Hook, and the three of them are talking, and they figure out exactly what the plan is because the Snow Queen, Elsa, is able to read the scroll, the ancient scroll, right. and the Snow Queen believes in this prophecy of. Emma, the savior, which she was named. So how did she get named in that ancient prophecy? Well, we know that at least one wizard wrote Emma's name over and over and over like a crazy person. Right. On a scroll. A, on a scroll. With squid ink. Right. Disappearing in squid a cell. ink. Magical squid ink. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so we know that. It, yeah. The name is important, and so now we see it was important in a totally different realm. Exactly. So my question is, how did she know? How was she right. aware of this? Right. So right. so many questions. And it would seem maybe that they had dealings with each other. The Snow Queen and Rumpel maybe back in the past. Possibly. You know, I would toss this out. It's no secret we know who is coming in 4B. Right. The Maleficent have anything to do with Helga and Ingrid's disappearance. Ooh. I mean... Maybe. That's... It's kind of an interesting theory. And and I only say that because there's an empty slot of somebody. Yeah. And yeah. that would be kind of an interesting thing to put in there to tie it all together. It's like, you know, now, you know, maybe the 11th or 12th episode, see, well, now we're going to find out who... You know, cause us to disappear. Da da. Then yeah, the we'll next see. arc begins. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. So. But it'll be very interesting to see how they wrap this up. But we're still not finished with this episode. Right, right. So at this point in time, Emma's freaked out because the image in the family tree, which again, I thought all references, Grandpa B said, I know. All references had been erased. Right. So somebody else knew about them and put them in the book. Again, was this the Snow Queen? laying this out and maybe that picture of Helga really isn't Helga at all. It's actually Emma that she's inserted in there to make her look like Helga. Maybe she, maybe the real Helga didn't look anything like Emma at all. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like it's just this kind of ubiquitous person and then she'll pick who fits that person's in a sense. Yeah. Cause we'll see what happens. What if Maleficent is Helga? Well, and that's another possibility as well. What if Maleficent is Helga? That was her real we know, name. We know, we know a number of very, very passionate Maleficent fans in, in our listeners. So that's definitely a possibility. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Anywho. 
Belle rushes in and explains the plan of the mirror. The yep. Snow Queen is going to use this to... It's called Shattered Sight. Yeah. Which means it turns everybody against each other. Absolutely. Which reminds me of a Star Trek episode, I think. They had something like that. Well, you know what it reminded me of? This is going to maybe make some people laugh and some people will be like, wait, what? Mystery Men. Okay. There was okay. <laughs> there was a, a weapon that they got from the crazy weapons master. It was called the blame thrower. And if okay. you pointed it at, at somebody, you started blaming each other <laughs> until the fl- the blame thrower was turned off and or turned in reverse. And then <laughs> it was it was a very funny scene. You have to see the movie. If you if you haven't seen Mystery Men, I've seen the majority movie. of it. I haven't seen oh. the entire movie start to finish. Oh my god! Okay, seriously, I, I couldn't wow. get over uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman. Oh yeah, it was just that was classic a strange. Thing. No, it's a classic movie. Anyway, yeah. the blame thrower, where yeah, you start. Right. I mean, you start attacking viciously, and so then what'll happen is ultimately they all realize what'll happen is that the town will destroy itself. There'll be nobody left except for Snow Queen, Elsa, and Emma. Yeah, right. That's kind of scary. Dun dun dun. Yep. And then if you, if you, so again, back to that whole shattered site, the actual story of the Snow Queen from Hans Christian Andersen is that the evil troll, also called the devil, made a magic mirror that distorts the appearance of everything it reflects. It fails to reflect the good and beautiful aspects of people and things while magnifying their bad and ugly aspects. The devil, who teaches a devil school, took the mirror and his pupils throughout the world, delighting in using it to distort everyone and everything. The mirror makes the loveliest landscapes look like boiled spinach. They tried to carry the mirror into heaven with the idea of making fools of the angels and God, but the higher they lifted it, the more the mirror grinned and shook with the light, and it slipped from their grasp and fell to earth, shattering into millions of pieces. These splinters, some no larger than a grain of sand, were blown around and get into people's hearts and eyes, freezing their hearts like blocks of ice and making their eyes like the troll mirror itself, seeing only the bad and ugly in people and things. Yep. And then years later, we're introduced to the characters of Kai and Gerda. So we'll see how that kind of plays itself out. Again, if you don't know the story of the Snow Queen, go read it. It's a fascinating yep. story. So, And Baby Neil may come into play for this, by the way, if they follow the original story. Because at some point in time, Gerda has learned a song that she sings to Kai. And she says, where the roses deck the flowery veil, there, infant Jesus, thee we hail. So, and because roses adorn the window box, the sight of roses always reminds Gerda of her love for Kai. So, uh, that, again, infant Jesus, Savior. Right. I'm just saying. Don't yeah. be surprised if baby Emma or baby Neil <laughs> are, are involved in this somehow. So. All right. That's all we could squeeze out of this episode. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed as we went through it and pulled out some interesting things and connections here and there. Yeah. And next next week's episode looks really good. Yes, indeed. So before we go, I just want to say this. uh, Please consider supporting us monetarily. There's a lot of different ways that you can do that at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. So consider that and check out that link if you would. And I also want to send out big love to everybody. Remember, love is so big that you can't keep it all. So take what you need and pass on the rest to somebody else. We all need that Mm -hmm. every day, all the time. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in, downloading, sharing with your friends, tweeting while you listen. We really appreciate that, that you tweet Mm -hmm. at O-U-A-T podcast. Just say you're listening. Uh, And that lets other people know what you're doing, and they can check out our podcast as well. There's a lot of oncers out there, and we would love to be in their ears. So, And don't forget to say thank you to Christy Lang. Yes, yes. Please tweet Christy Lang, and I will put her Show her her some love, big love and support from us. Absolutely. And we really appreciate her, and Mm -hmm. we really think she's a fantastic actress and uh, that she took time out. Uh, to call into our shows really 
really uh, cool. And yeah. we thank her for that. I see what you did there. Cool coming from yeah. Frozen Marion. <laughs> right. We hope you get thawed out soon, too. Yes, by the yes way. we do. All right. Uh, so take care, everyone. And until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone Media Production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 657- Three 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 zero six two six. Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do, from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.